This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Driveway Man. When I used to live in Frisco, Texas, a couple of girls in my English class were telling each other how they had had a similar, yet strange experience in the past week. In their conversation, one of the girls said that when returning from the movies on a previous day, as she and her family parked the car in their garage and got out, they saw a man on their driveway. He was facing away from the family, had old clothing on that was out of season, as in thick pants and a large parka, when the average weather had been in the upper 90s pretty much the whole month. He just stood there, looking at the ground. The girl said her father started to walk towards the man, but as soon as he did, the man moved past a fence near the neighbour's house. The father ran up to the location and looked to where the man should have been, but nothing was there. He circled around the house, but the individual seemed to have vanished into thin air. The other girl shared her story. She and her mother had just returned from the mall. Similar to the other encounter, the mother and girl saw the man standing on their driveway. He had on the same winter clothing and stood there facing away from them, looking at the ground. The mother and the girl were frightened because he seemed to have appeared out of nowhere. They didn't see him as the car was being parked. Anyway, both mother and daughter were scared so they closed the garage gate and rushed inside the house. The mother called the police and reported the incident. She was surprised to learn that she was the sixth person to report a similar encounter with the man on the driveway. As the girls exchanged their encounters, with much excitement, I and a few others listened with interest. There was something going on in that part of town. A couple of weeks went by, and my friend and I were coming back to his house after a day of paintball. The talk of the driveway man had died down, so when my friend parked his car and we got out, and we saw the entity standing pretty far away on the driveway, we freaked. He turned off his garage light, and we walked to the back wall. We both crouched and watched the man stand there. For about a minute, he didn't move. Another car drove by, but the driver mustn't have seen the man. He stood like a statue for a few more seconds. Then, as if called by someone, the man turned and walked towards a different location. My friend and I went to the spot where the man stood, but saw nothing out of the ordinary. The grass had not been disturbed where he had walked. I moved out of the town a couple of years ago, but I still keep close contact with my old friends. They still say the driveway man is seen sometimes, but no one knows who or what he is. A Haunting in May of 2001, after four years of searching for the perfect home, we found our dream home, at a market price of more than $40,000 less than the others like it in the area. Of course, it needed a lot of tender love and care. The house had sat empty for three years and been through numerous owners. After a new septic system, floors, walls and a fresh coat of paint, it is the house I want to spend the rest of my life in. 
The house sits in the middle of two small, year-round flowing creeks, and the rear of the property is adjacent to our local wildlife reserve, so we're surrounded by nature. I live where most people pay to go for vacation. During our early construction efforts, the small incidents never gave us any indication as to what was truly dwelling there. Little things, like a hammer beside you on the floor, and then turning to look at something, then reaching back for it and seeing it eight feet across from you on the floor, or having it vanish altogether, only to find it later in the fridge or on top of a cabinet that neither of us had been in. Still, we dismissed all of these as human error. The electrical wiring was, and still is, a constant battle. There was one item remaining in the house that must have belonged to a previous owner. It was a miniature grandfather clock, only about 18 inches tall. We set the clock on our very first night in our newly completed home. Ever since that first night, we were often startled awake at 10 past two in the morning by banging sounds. And from the very first night, that clock stopped at 10 past two every night. We took it to the shop to have it repaired three different times, with the same report every time. There was nothing wrong with the clock. However, to this day, it still stops at the same time every night. On into our second year here, often I would hear water running, and find the tap on in the bathroom sink. I have come home to find this numerous times after being at work all day. By the third year in our home, I began to feel like someone was behind me while I was cooking dinner or doing laundry. Once, I even felt a tap on my shoulder while running the sweeper, and turned to see no one there. Last summer, we started seeing something like the tail end of a shadow, as it went across the center of the room and into the wall. On four different occasions. Different rooms have taken on a brilliant flood of colour. I woke my husband one night, too scared to move out of our bed, because our entire bedroom was flooded in red light. Another time, the living room was flooded in blue, like a blue hazy light. And recently, we have begun to notice something resembling spotlights going around the inside of our bedroom in the middle of the night, even with our door shut and no windows uncovered to access any light. Often, there's a strong sense of agitation and restlessness in the house that takes on such a stifling sense that I can't breathe in there. It feels like all of a sudden I'm in an invisible plastic bag. I'm always finding knickknacks turned sideways on my shelves. The experiences my husband and myself have had are not each on a daily basis. However, I would say they are fairly frequent at four to five times per week, and my dog sees something all the time. Sometimes she'll bark, and her hair will stand up, and she'll look really scared. Other times she appears to be watching something that I can't see, moving through the house and through a wall or closed door. I still love my home, and hate the thought of leaving. However, in just these four years, things seem to be getting progressively worse, and sometimes I am scared to death. Shadow Ghost. About two years ago, my husband, daughter, and I lived in Millington, Tennessee, just outside of Memphis. We'd lived there for about two months when strange things started happening. I was four months pregnant at the time. There were several occasions where I'd be in the kitchen washing my dishes, and the water would just shut off, 
so I would turn it back on and continue what I was doing. I told my husband about it, and he just shrugged it off. He'd always thought I was crazy when I would tell him stories of things I'd experienced before. In other words, he didn't believe in ghosts. One night, while my husband was at work, my cousin and I were in the living room watching TV. We'd gone up to get something to drink from the kitchen, and the TV just started changing channels. No one else was in the living room, and the remote was on the coffee table. My cousin was really freaked out, and didn't want to go to sleep alone. So, we both ended up sleeping on the couches, until my husband returned from work. The next morning, we told him what had happened, and he didn't seem to believe us. A few hours later, I was washing dishes again, and my husband was in the kitchen with me. Just then, the water shut off, and he saw it this time. We called the maintenance man to come look at it, and they said it was fine. A few weeks later, we got a dog. She wouldn't go into our bedroom no matter what we would do to try and get her in there. A few nights later, while we were in bed, my husband yelled, Get up and turn on the light, now! I jumped up and flipped the switch. I turned and looked to my husband, who was pale white. I asked him what was wrong. He told me he had seen a black shadow coming down the hall, and that it stopped right at our bedroom door. He grabbed the covers, and we slept in the living room for the next two weeks until we moved out. He refused to sleep in the bedroom. After we moved out, we were told by the landlord that a woman had died there before we moved in. She died of old age. However, my husband is now a believer. It smiled at me. I'm 27 years old and live in Ontario, Canada. I used to live in a semi-detached house with my father, mother, little sister and baby brother. We moved to that house 17 years ago and everything was going great. I was as happy as I could have been, finally in a house with a backyard to play in, grass tickling my toes, the fresh smell of lilacs nearby, no more apartments. It was exciting. I shared a room with my sister and we had bunk beds. She had the top bunk and I had the bottom. We had our beds set up, so our headboards were along one side of the room and the right side of the bed was against another. Our bedroom door was on the same wall as our headboards. It was a night like any other night. We brushed our teeth, put our PJs on, gave our parents a goodnight kiss and headed off to bed. We kept our bedroom door open for some lighting that came from a nightlight that was plugged in the hallway. I was fast asleep until I had this strange feeling that something was in the room watching me. I opened my eyes and turned my head to look at my left. And to my horror, there was something there, right up against the side of my bed. It was all black from what I could see, had long pointed ears that stuck up off the top of its round head, large glowing red eyes, and its claw-like hands were resting on the edge of the bed. I'm not sure as to how tall the creature was, but all I could see was from the chest up. As soon as it noticed that I was looking at it, it smiled at me. A massive smile, with sharp, pointed yellow teeth. It dug its claw-like hands into the bedding, and just kept smiling. My heart started to race, and my breathing intensified. I couldn't move, couldn't run, couldn't scream. The creature knew it had me trapped and it smiled even wider. I was so scared, 
that tears started to blur my vision. I had to do something. I had to move. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, I was able to pull the covers over my head and turn away from it. I kept whispering ever so softly, "Go away, go away," and just like that, I was out cold again. When I awoke the following morning, my head was throbbing, and it felt wet at the back. I placed my hand on the area, and a wave of burning pain came in. I looked at my hand, and it was covered in blood. I ran to the kitchen, crying to my father as he was preparing us breakfast. He noticed the blood on my hands and asked if I had fallen out of bed. He took a look at the back of my head and was in shock at the amount of blood. He rushed me to the bathroom and washed off as much as he could. My father told me there were tiny gashes forming into what looked like teeth marks. He brought me to the hospital right away and had a doctor take a look at it. My doctor had no idea as to what it was or what could have caused it, but it did indeed look like a bite. He explained to my father that it was very badly infected, and that stitches weren't needed. I was given some sort of ointment for it and had to place it on the wound twice a day, every day. After a couple of weeks or so, chunks of dead skin started coming off, and it produced an awful smell. This went on for almost six years. My family and I moved out of that house four years later, and didn't see the entity again. Well, until the first night in our new home, that is. I had my own room now, and my bed was in a corner again, but the left side was against the wall. The window was across the room to my right, and my bedroom door was near the foot of the bed. I was asleep, and once again had that feeling something was watching me. I opened my eyes. Sat up right away, and noticed the creature again. This time it was outside my house, sitting on a tree branch, looking right at me. It just sat there for a few minutes, and I was able to get a better look at its form. It appeared to be about three feet in height, and almost humanoid. Its left arm was resting on the branch slightly above it, with the right at its side. The legs were swinging back and forth. And then it jumped out of the tree in just a flash. I ran over to the window as quickly as possible and closed the curtains. Then ran back to my bed and hid under the blankets again. That was the last time I saw it, and it bothers me not knowing what it was, and as to what it did to the back of my head. Hi guys, really hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did, make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. All of that. Help spread the word of the channel ever so much. It's great to see people coming and watching. If you've got a tale that you would like me to tell, be it a creepy pasta or a personal experience, make sure that you email it to me. My email address is down in the description box below, along with my social media details in case you want to come and say hi as well. There will be a story coming again in the next couple of days. So until then, sleep tight.